Nice. Friends on topic. Hello. Welcome to the Wasternet. Not a deep dive, a shallow dip into the murky waters of the Wasternet. It's just basically shit we found on the internet this week that we didn't know about before. I love it. She even wrote a song for it. Crystal did. I wrote a song for it? <laughs> She's like, yeah. wait, did I? Did I? <laughs> Don't I be embarrassed. You can sing it for everybody. I didn't write a song. Oh, she just doesn't want to share it. It was really good. <laughs> <laughs> so this week we all celebrated Mardi Gras, which led to my kid asking a thousand questions. Oh, that's good. So um, I just kind of combined it all. So in case you didn't know, here in Louisiana, we celebrate Mardi Gras, known as Fat Tuesday. It runs from January 6th um, until the, what, Fat Tuesday. Well, oh, Ash yeah. Wednesday, technically. I think it ends at like midnight. Someone has Ash to retell Wednesday. me every time. So yeah, I don't know. So it's known as Three Kings Day or the 12th day of Christmas. In Brazil and other countries, this period between Epiphany and Fat Tuesday is known as Carnival. Some believe its origins lie in ancient. Oh, you practiced much better. Pagan celebrations. Look, I even underlined that. You gotta go back and say it. (laughs) Hey, it's called Shrove Tuesday. Shrove. Shrove. Like instead of Fat Tuesday. Where's it called Shrove? Um, whatever this shit says. <laughs> Internet. So this is from history.com. <laughs> oh, so it's a real, real website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some believe its origins lie in pagan celebrations of spring and fertility, while others contend the festivities popped up solely as a result of the Catholic Church discouragements of sex and meat during Lent. Together. <laughs> yes you can do one or the other but not both Sex together or meat. yeah that that's it okay mardi gras arrived in north america on march 3rd 1699 when the french canadian explorer pierre lemoyne d'iberville camped 60 miles from the future site of new orleans and named the spot point de mardi gras he held a small gala and is it called gala? Gala? I I say gala. I don't know if I've ever said it. Okay. And what is now known as Mobile, Alabama. The first parade in New Orleans didn't take place until 1837. 20 years later, six men organized a secret society called Mystic Crew of Comus by holding a parade with a theme of the demon actors in Milton's Paradise Lost. Could you imagine how horrifying that parade was? You know what old school like Halloween costumes look like? So imagine 1837. I've seen some of the old Mardi Gras stuff. Like it's terrifying. Around town, yes. It is truly terrifying. <laughs> but I imagine like a really good time. Along with a lavish grand ball, Comus reversed the declining popularity of Mardi Gras and helped create New Orleans as an epicenter in the U.S. with more than one million visiting to celebrate yearly. Have y'all been there for New or- uh, Mardi Gras ever? Oh my gosh, it's so wild. You went? Yes. Oh gosh. It is like, I, I can't even explain it. The energy that's there, it's, it's I can barely miles handle it here. and miles of partying. And people. Did you like it? 
No. <laughs> I don't like crowds, so I don't think I would I, like it. Well, it's, you already know what it smells like. Yes. I can okay. smell it now that I, yeah. right now. Yeah. So it's that times a hundred. Like garbage. Yeah. And, and vomit. Urine. And vomit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. She just described Bourbon Street. Yes. That is Bourbon Street. That's what we're oh, talking yeah. about. Oh, yeah. We got to tell it for the people <laughs> who don't know. <laughs> It's not just New Orleans. Good job, Crystal. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. I also did a little deeper dive on some little random things here and there. There's more natural throw that's given out during Mardi Gras. The Zulu coconuts. One of the oldest African-American crews of the Zulu Social Aid and Pleasure Club passed out their first coconuts in 1909. Originally thrown in their natural state, today they are hairless, hand-painted in glittery designs, and handed to revelers instead of being tossed. I was going to say, that's a... Never in my life have <laughs> I received a coconut, but now I want to yeah, throw them. Oh, y'all need to get some next year. <laughs> I, don't I don't know, know if you could, you could hand them down. down. You could hand them down. Yeah. Arts and crafts. Yeah. We'll oh, get on cool. it. cool. Right. Put them on the float and decorate them. So throwing beads is believed to have started in the late 19th century with a carnival king throwing out fake gems and jewelry. Every year, over 25 million pounds of Mardi Gras beads are thrown from floats. We collect ours year-round and recycle. <laughs> I think I have some for y'all in the car. Yeah, for sure. I will collect them from everyone. I remember Lily. They'll just be everywhere. They just turn up throughout the year, like in random places. If you don't just box them up. We went to the casino last night. It was throwing me off seeing still Mardi Gras beads. Because, you know, like Mardi Gras ends on Tuesday. Like, Oh, yeah. Once can that barely find king cakes on Wednesday. It's just yeah. like it's done. Yeah. So the colors, I was wondering what those meant. The purple stands for justice. Gold is power and green is faith. It's believed the crew of Rex, Rex meaning king, came up with colors in 1872 and became official during the Symbolism of Color Parade 20 years later in 1892. Oh, so that's a long time ago. Yeah. I never knew what the colors were. That's cool. Same. Mask became a symbolism for Mardi Gras during parade float riders must don masks to keep their mystique surrounding their identities. They wore masks for a sense of freedom and liberation. Anonymity allowed them to mingle, be themselves, and have fun without class constraint. Carnival is celebrated in Italy, Germany, Poland, the UK, just to name a few. And here in the U.S., states as close as Alabama, Mississippi, and Florida. Texas, you don't get mentioned. So they don't do it there, I guess. Mm -mm. Did you ever see it there when you were young? They do Mardi Gras in Texas. No. Mm -hmm. It's just not. Not as big as ours. Yeah. Mm. Throwing favors started during 1840, and glass beads became a staple in 1880. Breast flashing for beads didn't start until the 70s during uh, the hippie that's era. That's what we not know. Surprising. Proclivity <laughs> for nudity. <laughs> that's what everybody really wants to know. And that is my history lesson on Mardi Gras this I week. love it. I didn't know any of it. Did you know that Robert De Niro goes by Bob? No. Which one? is? I get him and Al Pacino mixed up. Robert De Niro is, um, God, he's been in so many. I can see. Meet the parents. Okay, okay. There's a couple of them that I get mixed up. Bob. Bob. He goes I don't by think Bob. I, like that now. Yeah. I don't even think I could talk to him without saying his whole name. 
Mr. Robert, Robert De, Niro. De Niro. Come on, Bob. No. I don't like it. Is he the one that screams Stella? Or is that a different one? It is not him. Oh, okay. <laughs> Clearly I'm mixed up. <laughs> I know who he is. Nobody come at me. Apparently that's the other one. Is this what you learned this week, Crystal? Or you that just one of the small things that I learned this week. Oh, cool. I just sprinkled that one in. I love sprinkling. My, my big one came from swlaarchaeology.com. And it is the origins of Southwest Louisiana place names. Uh, the name Hecker came from an English word meaning dweller near the gate of a forest. The town of Clough was named after the wife of Arsene LeBleu. Vincent Settlement owes its name to Pierre Vincent, who at one time owned most of the land comprising the settlement. The namesake of the community of Topsy was Mrs. Beulah May Topsy Day. She was born in Topsy in 1903. Her father, Burley Ball, was the local postmaster. Lake Arthur was named for early settler Arthur LeBlanc, who built a home along the lake shore. It is believed the town of Elizabeth was named after the daughter of a mill pioneer. Abbeville was named for a town in France, which is located on the river Somme. I think that's how you pronounce it. S-O-M-M-E. Sounds good. Sounds right. Yeah, sure. I faked that really well. Around here, you can call it whatever you want. Just tell them you live in a different parish. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the town of De Ritter was first called Mearsburg. This name came from one of its first settlers, Mr. John T. Mears. Prior to that, the little town was known as Scoville. I think I said that right. It's S-C-H-O-V-A-L. Sure. Like the peppers. That's what I was thinking. Scoville. Yeah. <laughs> so where did DeRitter come from? This was eventually changed to DeKitter after <laughs> an official of the road, but the post office authority would not accept the name, owing it to its close resemblance to Decatur, and so the name was changed to DeRitter. Just swapped a letter. How did you get on this dive? Uh, Katrina Willis actually posted something. Oh. said swlaarchaeology.com. That's where it came from. Okay. Vinton was named by the first settlers from Vinton, Iowa. Iowa? Iowa. I've heard both. Lacassine gets its name from an intoxicating brew made from leaves by early Indians in the area. I did not know that. Legend has it that Big and Little Josephine Island between Grand Chenier and Big Pecan were named for a female slave and her infant child, who were brought here from Texas sometime prior to the Civil War. One night, Josephine attempted to escape by wading through the marsh to a nearby isolated chenier. When the search party came looking for her, they discovered the remains of her infant child on the first chenier island. The search continued to the next island where Josephine's body was discovered. There is Aww. no way I would crawl through the marsh at night, ever. I saw people hiking through a marsh like it was being mm. advertised on no. Facebook. Like they were wading up to their waist in it. No. I was like, no. Mm -mm. I've seen what lives on the water here. Yeah. I'm not about it. The word Mermantau originated from the name Nemintu of an Atacapas Indian chief. I've heard that pronounced Mermantau. Whatever. Yeah. Who lived in a village on the river in the 1700s. When the French settled in the area, they altered the name to Mermintaw. Mm-hmm. Tau. <laughs> I'm just a male lady. I don't know Since the names. word mer meant open sea in French. The town of Westlake was originally called Shell Bank. This is due to the large shell mounds or middens created by the area's original inhabitants, the Atacapa Indians. 
Did I say that right? There's I so many words that I don't say I don't know. Right. Just Pavel Island, north of Sabine Lake, was also called Shellbank for the same reason as previously stated, but was renamed after the Pavel family acquired the property. I thought they just called it West Lake because it was west of the lake. Me too. <laughs> they simplified it eventually, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Old Town Bay gets its name for being the original location of the Calcasieu Parish Courthouse. Shoepeak Bayou der- derives its name from the bowfin or mudfish. I'm trying to go through all these. Deesport thought- was named in honor of pioneer resident Lemuel C. Dees. Dees Nuts? Captain Daniel Goss is the namesake of Gossport. Carlos was named for Miss Carlos Elizabeth Vincent, the daughter of Mr. and Mrs. John Cotton Nathaniel Vincent. All this quiet time. Bayou Johnson Bayou is named for David Johnson, who settled in the area around 1790. Cameron Parish was named in honor of Simon Cameron. He represented Pennsylvania in the United States Senate and served as United States Secretary of War under President Abraham Lincoln at the start of the American Civil War. Calcasieu Parish settlers named Iowa after the northern Midwest state from which they migrated, so probably should be called Iowa. Bayou Nez Peak, pronounced Nepk, is a small river located in the Mermental River basin of South Louisiana. The bayou's name translates to Tattooed Nose Bayou. The bayou is 70 miles long and is navigable by small, shallow draft boats for 23 miles of lower course. Say that for me one more time. What? Navigable. <laughs> but where did the tattooed nose come from? Right. The bayou is named after the Bayou Nepique Village, which was near property owned by William Wyckoff, who bought 2733 acres on the west bank of the bayou from Le Tortu, an Atacapas Indian, calling himself chief of the village of Nepique, and his son Celestine, recorded in 1791. In 1932, linguist William A. Reed explained that the word nepique, or tattooed nose, simply emphasizes the fact that the Indians in its vicinity practiced the art of tattooing. So we'll put that website on our Facebook so people can go look at it themselves and finish it. Absolutely. So. Your turn. Y'all really learned educational things. Yeah, no, that's just where my week took me. People are going to... From the beginning of the episode to what I'm going to talk about <laughs> might be um, a little different. Next so. week might be a bit random for me, but this week was a lot of Mardi Gras questions. I, I just it. happened to stumble across that on Facebook today, and I was like, oh, that's perfect. Oh, I love it. Lots of Louisiana stuff for our Louisiana people. So my stuff is not like educational, so please don't be disappointed in me. <laughs> in what still- I learned on the internet. Dude, I just told <laughs> I you learned- about Bob. <laughs> I, I learned trash on the internet as well. Oh, I learned. Oh, got you. But this isn't the trashy part. This was cool. I'll see um, about the graffiti buildings. You No. Okay, so there's these buildings. Oh, the big, the big, big sky yes. rise buildings yes. that were vacant and they yeah. graffitied them. Yeah, I did see pictures. You saw pictures. So yeah. there's um, some videos. Did you see it, Crystal? I can send you the video. No. It's actually kind of pretty. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. So the final season of Umbrella Academy comes out on August 8th, in case of anyone is a fan. That's my news of the day. 
I watched a clip from Bridgerton season three today. She did. Oh, I've been watching old episodes of Forensic Files. (laughs) That's what I've been watching. Oh, and then I watched that movie Reptile. Oh. It's like Excess Baggage 2. Mm -hmm. It has Alicia Silverstone in it and Benicio Del Toro. And Justin, well, they were in the original. Never in my life have I heard of this. You never saw Excess Baggage? I don't think so. You saw that, Crystal? It's not a great movie. Is it like a chick flick or something? I don't know. It's from like the 90s. Mm, it yeah, wasn't yeah. great. Yeah. But now they're in a If I did movie. see it, it wasn't memorable. The new one is like a murder mystery. It's called a Reptile. It's good. It had Justin Timberlake in it. Oh. It what did Netflix. we watch today? Oh, Pet Cemetery. Bloodlines. Blood I looked at this like two weeks ago. I sent y'all a link of someone doing the tagging so you can look at it, Crystal, and see. So these were like luxury apartments that were supposed to be finished in 2019. They were going to magnificently reshape downtown Los Angeles, which is in the midst of an urban renaissance, Mm -hmm. said Thomas Feng, the CEO of Oceanwide Plaza LLC. So this is like Oceanwide is the company. And supposedly they went bankrupt and just stopped working on it. So now all these people got into it and tagged it. They like tagged the entire <laughs> building has been tagged and mm-hmm. like scaled by people. Um, the So the city gave the ocean wide owners until February 17th to clean it up and secure the site. If they don't, the city said they're going to do it and send ocean wide the bill. This was from NBC Los Angeles.com. The clock is ticking. They said we're waiting for the ocean wise develop ocean wide developers back in Beijing, China to step up. Right now, police are surrounding every corner of the property, trying to keep trespassers, vandals, and graffiti artists away. They said they've made like 40 arrests. And people, the taggers, are like on Instagram posting. Yeah. They're like artists. Yeah. Posting their work. I thought it was super cool. That makes me think of um, that parking garage that used to stand over there off of the beach. Oh, yeah. And they it was just taggers, covered in graffiti. I guess because people are like, this is a giant eyesore that nobody's doing anything about. So the taggers are like calling attention to it. I think that's what made me think it was cool. Yeah. And it's so big that there's really no way for them to canvas it and pay for the cops to watch it and everything. Yeah, I can imagine. Like, So I also learned on TikTok, someone was posting videos from Tulane over Mardi Gras. uh Uh-huh. And there was all this stuff all over the ground after like a big party. Like after party trash, but it didn't really look like beer cans. Look, you don't want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Look, watch it. That needles? No. Yellow tampons? Shots? So that's what I thought. It looks like tampons. It looked like needles. Apparently, it's whippets. People, uh, Lord, laughing what? gas oh. and nitrous oxide. And apparently, whippets, also known as womps. Is what the kids are dreaming of from Mardi Gras in New Orleans. Jesus, they look like the little air cylinders that you yeah. sh- that you use to shoot BB guns. That that's might what be they what look, they are. That's what they look BB like. guns. Um, that it's the same thing as what you would get at the dentist, the laughing gas. And like I had that one time. I don't remember it being that great. Wow. Like at first, I was thinking like it's so. I many. used to do Jello shots in an actual syringe, like the big syringes. That's yeah. what I thought too. That's what I thought it was. It was at like first. three different. It was like tampons, yeah. needles, syringe. Uh, yeah, you jello don't shots. think it's people doing? No, no. Yeah, that's so many too. 
So that was from the Tulane hullabaloo.com that they were talking about what the kids are dreaming of. And for years, nitrous oxide has been used for quick highs, also known as laughing gas, whippets, or womps among students. The use and abuse of the inhalant is growing. That's got to fuck with your brain. I'll ask my dentist friend. Well, according to pediatrician Brian Gavin, some unwanted short-term effects include lightheadedness, tingly sensations, sleepiness, dissociation, impaired memory, and balance. These unwanted effects come from the displacement of air in the lungs, which leads to a decreased amount of oxygen to the brain, Gavin said. This leads to asphyxia and sometimes even death. The hypoxia alone, or decrease in the oxygen to the brain, can lead to people passing out and having some significant falls and head injuries. He said that education is essential to harm reduction. The appeal of the drug comes from its anti-anxiety effect, euphoria, and floating sensation. But the effects are short-lived. And to some users, like that video, it means you have to consume a lot in one session. The canisters can be bought in packages of up to 300. Jesus. And he said he's heard of kids breaking into dentist offices and stealing entire tanks of it, filling up trash bags and putting them over their heads. I'm going to ask Dan Perry. Never in a thousand years would I ever aspire to never do done that. <laughs> like just drop the drinking age. Dude, again. whenever we were in high school, <laughs> whenever we were in high school, though, we tried to do it from whipped cream, right? I thought you could do it from whipped cream. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it ever worked for me. I've never. I would just gag on so much whipped cream in my mouth. Like, well, is it no, like but after the whipped cream? Like, it's just the air. It's is if that you hold like it. Paint. If you don't hold it down. Oh, just gotcha. the gas will come out. Not that anybody needs to go try it. A major enabler of whippet use abuse is its accessibility. The minimum age requirement to purchase a whipped cream charger. I've never heard it called that is either 18 or 21, depending on the state. In New Orleans, whippets are widely available in areas where students frequent. Wait, they smoke it like a vape? No. Oh. You said a charger. Oh, maybe that's just what they call it. Like I the, guess the, the capsule things are called chargers. Yeah. Maybe. And I guess I think you could buy the fancy canisters yeah. when you make homemade whipped cream to yeah. squirt it out. I don't know. That's crazy. Uh, the state of New York even took the... Action to restrict the sale and possession of whipped cream canisters to anyone under 21, citing a penalty of up to $250 for an initial defense. They're just going to sell that like any other drug dealer sells shit to minors. And like, says, just to make a buck. <laughs> students were reporting that when they talked to friends at other universities, the friends were telling them that they were surprised and it's not normal to be doing those. No, yeah. Um, so that was from, what did I say? Uh, the TulaneHullabaloo.com. That's crazy. You got stuff next, babe? You have any? Well, no, I was going to ask you is what, when you told me not to check Facebook or whatever, that we had a shared thing, that was your thing? Yes. Okay. So this is what I found today on Facebook. Somebody shared. After I told you not to check Facebook? Yes. But oh, it, cool. It I love that you did that. It wasn't that. Um, on the Steve Harvey podcast, a man named Eric from Lake Charles wrote in uh about how to keep his lady on the side from acting up 
Because every time he goes to the mall to see her, she wants... What's the store? I want to go see her. Right? It doesn't say. <laughs> it's just she- like... So it's like every time he goes to the mall to see her, she wants to get in his face and start making butter eyes or whatever. And he's like, I don't know who knows my wife and who doesn't. And it's just like, first you fucked Can't up by writing Can he see her somewhere in. else besides the mall? I don't know. The, the they people, were instantly like, no PDA. Like, the people will find out. Yes, but and now like it's, Charles, it is spreading will. all yeah. over. It kind of reminds me from of Mike from Sassol. I was about to say, okay, that so was here. now it's Eric of Lake Charles. Oh, my gosh. Who wrote into the Steve Harvey podcast. So and nice. no, he was just tr- wanting to know how to keep his lady on the side chill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and buy her a lot of things. Don't like, go to the mall. Right. And then you have to stay with her forever because as soon as you don't, she's mm-hmm. telling your wife. Yeah. Like maybe just. Then you got to have... get another on the side. But Steve Harvey was like, I don't want to be involved. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was out. He was Smart. like, first, you messed up by putting it down on paper, you know, and like writing it in. Like you fucked up by writing it in. What was the Mike from Sassol thing? Like someone caught a conversation. Of someone cheating. Had something to do with his car because everybody was looking for a gray challenger. Man, oh, okay. okay. I couldn't no. remember. So he was at AutoZone or someplace like that uh-huh. and was on the phone with oh, his yeah, side yeah, yeah. chick. The lady that worked there was like, hey, if this is your husband's vehicle and uh, his name's this, that, and the other, this is what's going on. And then he'd like leave his vehicle there or one and the other or whatever. They're calling people out. They found him. <laughs> The masses will find out. So from nationwidechildrens.org, did you guys know that your child cannot see clearly until they're a year old? I knew it was blurry when they're babies, but I didn't know it was for a year. So birth to one month of age, sees in black and white and in shades of gray, is not very light sensitive, has eyes that are large compared to their body, has eyes that are about 65% of their adult size. Um, I mean, oh, so your way, eyes grow? I thought your eyes didn't grow for some reason. Oh, no, your eyes still grow. That's how you get astigmatism. Hmm. One week after birth, your baby will start to slowly develop color vision. They can see about 8 to 10 inches away. At six weeks of age, your baby can see about 12 inches away. Okay, so two, to three, two months to three months follow objects with their eyes. This is called tracking. Recognize your face. Start reaching for things. Remember what they see. Four months, your baby's vision is clear, and now they can see farther away. They still prefer looking at you up closely. At this age, an infant uses both eyes and is working on their depth perception. Encourage playtime by reaching for bright objects and toys. Six months, your baby's eyes should be working together all the time. They can see colors like adults do, play peekaboo, and use mirrors to help develop vision. The color of your baby's eyes may change during the first six months. Many babies are born with blue eyes. Over time, dark pigment is made, which makes their eyes darker. Usually, the color does not change much after six months of age. Okay, seven to 12 months, your baby is now moving around more. They are better at judging distances and grabbing objects. Babies are learning how their vision works when their body moves. That was my other one. I love that. So wholesome. That was, um, I was going to say, if even if they couldn't see or could see, like you'd still be fucked because you're not keeping glasses on a kid. Like a one-year-old. I know they make the little headband yeah, straps the or ones whatever, that go around. but I couldn't imagine. Like, my kid never even wore bows because she was just like, like, how would you? So, my last one is 
the term spam and where it's derived from. Oh, like, yes, I do want to know this. From like email spam. The term spam is derived from the 1970s spam sketch of the BBC television comedy series Monty Python's Flying Circus. The sketch is set in a cafe where nearly every item on the menu includes spam, canned, luncheon, meat. As the waitress recites the spam-filled menu, a chorus of Viking patrons drowns out all the conversations with a song repeating spam, 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 spamity, spam, wonderful spam. (laughs) Hence, spamming the dialogue over and over again. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary attributes this Monty Python sketch as a source of the word which was first used in 1994 to refer to unsolicited emails sent to a large number of addressees. (laughs) That came from triviatoday.com. I thought you were talking about spam because Lily recently wanted to try spam so we got her like a little half can like the small oh she probably hated it and then she cooked it but she chopped it up like hash I don't know she didn't know what she was doing she went at it without instruction she still ate it, but I like spam. I was like, I don't know how to explain it. Really, it's like ham, but it's not ham. It's like hot dog meat, jelly but it's almost. Not. It's been a long so. time since I ate it, but I liked it when I was a kid. Yeah, she eats those Vienna sausages, and I tried to tell her I was like, it's basically the same thing. Oh, you so just, she'd probably like it. You then. just fry it up, like yeah, no, then she still ate it. Yeah, but that's where I thought that's spam. They have different kinds now too. With. Yeah. <laughs> Besides just spam. oh yeah they barbecue had buffalo kinds. chicken yeah ranch you've been shopping out. for spam <laughs> no but Lillian <laughs> Lil, I thought we were talking about Vienna sausages still Lillian likes Vienna sausage I do too I have a bunch in the cabinet so I had one more thing to talk about it's really gross <laughs> and I'll send y'all links so you can look at it as Sweet. I talk about it of course it. you will alright let's go because. I'm not going to put the links to this on Facebook because they're disgusting. And if you don't want to hear about. But you'll tell them where they can go to. Oh, yes. Check it out. So if you don't want to hear my family, if you're don't continue to listen, if you're listening, it's gross. Some bodily fluids and gross stuff. So last week we kind of talked about the guinea pig some. Hey, are you going to send it to us? Oh, I got to send it to you when I talk about it. Ah. I don't want you to get to oh, see it. son of a bitch. Beforehand. I already know what? what she's about to talk about. I know, too. All Did right. you look at it already? No. no. But you talked to us about it. You well, sent us go. a picture. So I'll refresh people if they didn't listen to our last episode. I saw this in an animal group or something. I can't remember who posted the. But they said that this thing came out of their guinea pig. It looked like a long little piece of plastic. There were so many comments. Apparently, it was very common. Lots of people knew exactly what it was, so I looked up a little more info to give some background on it. All right, so this is from Cavi Savvy Guinea Pig Community on Facebook from the album Boy Bits. They said, it's plain and simple. If you own a boar or boars, that's the boy guinea pig, you will have to get used to monitoring and dealing with their nether regions. They need regularly checking and sometimes need cleaning. Touching and cleaning them might not be everyone's cup of tea, but it's really important that you keep your boar healthy and clean. If you seriously can't bear to think about handling their boy bits, get a sow, which is a female guinea pig. Seriously, boys, boars are almost always self-managing, but there are a couple of things that need to be considered to ensure they live a happy, healthy life. Boars produce ejaculate. It's normal, and this behavior is no different to any other male animal. In entire males, ejaculate consists of, am I saying that right? Seminal fluids, protein, sugars, minerals, and 
spermatozoa, reproductive cell of the male. In neutered boars, there is no sperm. Ejaculate is liquid until expelled from the body, which then turns rubbery until it dries and then sets hard. This is commonly known in the guinea pig community as boar glue. Disgusting. (laughs) Sometimes when checking boars' overs, owner will see something sticking out of the end of their pig's penis area and thinking it's a bit of hay. (laughs) Rip it off. Could you just take pictures of our faces during this? Thinking it's a bit of hay, wood shaving, or something else that may have been scooped up when the boar had been dragging his butt on the ground to scent mark will gently remove the offending item. When removed, the item generally looks like white, cream, yellowish, or clear cellophane noodles, or the tail end of a bean sprout. They are at first softish, but soon harden when they are removed and exposed to the air. These noodle-type items can range from a tiny, small, pea-shaped thing or a noodle-shaped item up to two or three centimeters in length. I don't like noodles anymore. (laughs) Most generally smell pretty yucky. These are sperm rods. It comes with a smell. Wonderful. It comes with a smell. Y'all had a guinea pig. Was it a boy or a girl? I don't know. What? Did (laughs) Did you keep finding noodles? I didn't look for them. Dried ejaculate that has solidified in the penis rather than being expelled as liquid ejaculate. Most of the time, sperm rods are never an issue. They come out, drop onto the cage floor, and shrivel up. Or the boar will pull them out and eat them. How often does this? How often does this happen? Daily. Uh, I don't know. I mean, probably as often as it ejaculates. I guess. Seeing how much they would poop, I must probably a lot. Many owners claim to never see this occur, which is correct. Most of us don't, as we don't monitor our boys 24-7. Sometimes you can remove the sperm rod by yourself, but if it seems stuck and doesn't want to come out, you should take your pig to the vet to have him or her examined and extract the sperm rod. Give it a bath. The one from the photo, if you want to know his name, is Cat Weasel. And he was seen to have a noodle sperm rod hanging out of his willy during a health check. That is disgusting. So it almost looks like a curled up claw at first, but I didn't know what it was. People were like, Ugh. what is this that came out like of my worm. guinea pig? So now everyone has to do, we have to do a gross one at the end every week now. Do you well, think so? Every day, every time we do this, there has to be something nasty one. at the end. Mm-hmm. I have worse that's no. coming. No. Oh, there's wait. more? I thought you that's were not done. Even, that's not even the bad one. Oh, oh God damn. God. Okay. Do okay. you want me to let's keep going? Go. Yes. Yeah, let's go. I haven't had dinner. Okay, it's a bad, bad one. Okay, so <laughs> y'all don't do Reddit, and I feel like this leads perfectly into it. Have you ever heard of the cum box on Reddit? Yes. No. You made me look it up, I'm pretty sure. So you kind of remember? Uh, I know exactly what it is. It's fucking disgusting. You saw it? Yep. But S- you didn't Send it to Andrea. Somebody just collects okay. it. So Please tell me that's what's happening. What are you doing? Get out of the snacks. If you if you know about it, you know you know. And if you don't know what it is, yeah. you know nothing of it. Yeah. So this originated on an Ask Reddit post. And I'll link the Ask Reddit post on Facebook so you can delve into the rest for yourself there. There will no, be no pictures available, but you can find them if you want. So on Ask Reddit, you post a question and people answer it, just in case you're not familiar with Reddit. This person said... Throw away time. What's your secret that could literally ruin your life if it came out? So they had one that I can tell you about that I thought was interesting before we go into the cum box. This guy said, (laughs) 
Two and a half years ago, I was in dire financial straits, so I sold my home to keep my struggling business afloat. I neglected to tell the owners that they have an 800-square-foot bunker on the property that I built seven years ago. The bunker that I've called home since I sold it. The entrance to it is well hidden, Oh shit! but I still come and go very early or very late in the day. I'm a single man who keeps to himself. I'm now in a situation where I could move somewhere else, but I love this hidden paradise so much. Isn't that so scary? So he sold his house, but still lives on the property. Yeah. That is terrifying. I thought that was, now this 11 years old, so this is old. If you're on Reddit, this is old <laughs> news for you. All right. So back to the box. First, this person. Do we com- have to? Yes. Yes. If I know, you have to know now. (laughs) Okay. So first, this person commented, my cousin died when we were both 17. There was a reception at his house just after the funeral. I went into his home and stole all the money that was there, took some other valuables that his parents wouldn't realize were gone. No one knows that I did it. They just assume he didn't have any money in his room, only loose change. I don't regret it, but I'll never admit to it. Also, my cum box. Evil. Someone named that commented back. Elaborate on this cum box, please. And so he did. Well, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a shoe box, or at least once was. And whenever I masturbate, I come into it. I've had it for two or three years now, I think. So it has a fair amount of cum. It smells atrocious. And I tried to burn it once. When I lit it on fire, it was too damp due to the cum that it simply sizzled and (laughs) didn't manage to actually light up. Turns out burning cum smells awful, so I had to spray it with a deodorant body spray just to get the old smell away. It also had some drenched papers stuck to it. That's pretty much it. Because people were asking, my greatest shame. Edit. A lot of people are asking me why. Well, apparently a rather disturbed, I'm apparently a rather disturbed individual. But it just kind of happened. I bought new shoes and needed a place to come, so I used the box. And it just went from there. They asked for updates, and there's a second picture where it says, I have created life. Mold has begun to grow in the box (gasps) and taken over a fair amount. Did you find it? Mm -mm. No, No, I'm getting her reactions. It's disgusting. This is the original. Oh, it comes in stages. I've seen it. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, whoops. All right, so that's what we got this week. I don't, this came Leave around it in. Leave full it in. circle. Full circle. <laughs> Leave it in. So that's what we got for what we learned this week. Y'all had some really good educational stuff. Hopefully you, we'll have a wish little. I wish I could say you as well. <laughs> I'll try to find something good next week. So dear family, I hope you didn't listen. <laughs> and if you did, I hope it was before dinner. Oh, I hope mine dinner, did. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll make sure your family listens. Good. They they can listen. So that's what we learned this week on the Wasternet. What'd you call it, Crystal? The shallow... <laughs> uh, a shallow dip into the murky waters of the Wasternet. I mm. absolutely love it. Yep. So next week, uh, foot loose. Foot loose. I'm, cr- I'm turning it loose. That's right. Bye.